0: You are listening to Legion of Substitute Podcasters, episode 289, Crisis Counseling 8, A Cold and Lonely Corner of Quad.
1: Welcome to episode 289 of Legion of Substitute Podcasters. I'm Paul French, and today I am Captain Kid because I was jealous of everyone else having already seen the uh, Captain America movie, so I went to see it today, and it was
0: awesome. Yes, it was.
1: Loved it.
0: Very awesome. Loved it. Chris Evans is on my to-do list. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my. (laughs) that's not news to anybody who listens to this show (laughs) this is true this is true you know (laughs) yeah no
1: it was uh that was awesome loved it indeed no spoilers though no 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 spoilers was he i don't even know if captain america was in the movie really
0: he may not have been
1: he might not have been or maybe he was
0: I would just say if you go into a dark room with a whole bunch of computer tapes, you might not want to turn them on. How about that? <laughs> How about that?
1: Careful with your USB keys.
0: Please, please be careful with your with your flash drives and yeah. such, kids. All right. Well, I am Darren Noel, and I am Bitch Slap Boy. Let me yes, explain you why. Are. I am. I got to witness my first ever, and I have been a gay boy for quite some time, but I actually witnessed a real... Honest to God, bitch slap this weekend, and the guy was asking for it. Um, there's a, there's a convention in town that is known for its um, playfulness, shall we say? Read between the lines, and I went to it because I was presenting at a roast. I got to roast someone. It was lovely. It was a lovely roast. But this guy was asking someone. You got say, you
1: you Southerners will cook anything, won't we you? We will.
0: We will cook anything. <laughs> and but this guy was asking. To be uh, slapped and my lovely friend Sabrina Pandora, who is a goddess um, <laughs> down here in Atlanta and in Texas where she now lives, uh, she said, all right, are you sure you're asking for it? And uh, she, she does a lot of Power Girl, Super Girl, Super Woman cosplay. Mm-hmm. So she's got the build to do this. Um, and she just hauled off and whacked him so hard that about 150 people turned around and went oh my god he saw stars and blacked out for a second wow so yeah i've actually seen a bitch slap now there you go <laughs> and i was like damn <laughs> Woo! remind me not to tick her off okay yeah but overall you know i had a fun weekend nice yeah not gonna talk about it here. <laughs> it's a family show, so. Uh oh.
1: <laughs>
0: All right. So what? Let, let's just let's just let's
1: just get to it then, shall we?
0: We will get to it. We are doing Crisis Number Eight. Yes. The final fate of the Flash. Well, sort of final-ish. Final-ish, <laughs> quasi-final-ish. Back then, it was very final. It was it was pretty final. I mean, it uh, was fairly final. He was he was like Bucky dead. Oh Yeah, he was like Bucky Dad. Spoilers. (laughs) And thankfully, uh, we we can get right to the cover because this one's an easy cover to do. Thank you, George. Mm -hmm. Must needed a break at this point in the series. Um, We have Barry Allen, The Flash, standing over what appears to be the unconscious and beaten form of Psycho Pirate. And we're getting kind of this live and let die um good bad and the ugly scene because we're looking at it between two legs and i'm assuming that is the anti-monitor looking at him so i would say i would say that's a safe bet that's a safe bet you think okay
1: yeah it's a, and and again this is um i was gonna say it, it you know this is this is isn't necessarily one of those uh covers that is copied a lot um but rather, um, you know, it's it kind of uses a a very standard um,
0: comic. Uh, well, it's very movie movie poster. Yeah, right.
1: we've seen. I mean, we've seen this pose on on a million comics before, and we'd see it, and and we'll continue to see it for you know for many years. Uh, to, true. Um, you know this idea of they've you know, and and you almost expect him to be saying, you know, it's it's like uh, you you took out Psycho Pirate Flash. But now you got to take on me sort of thing.
0: Uh And
1: and so, yeah, I mean, that's that again, sort of a a common trope as far as covers go, but
0: still really cool. And Um, it's kind of appropriate. We're doing this on Easter weekend, isn't it?
1: (laughs) Wow, took this guy (laughs) a little more than three days to come back
0: a little more than three days. But but But, you know what? Let's, you know, time travel
1: wibbly wobbly. Um, so let's let's put it in context a little bit. And, and sure if this thing. is a big deal on Give many Give us the
0: background, Paul. Give us the background. Well, this
1: is a big deal on many many levels because um you know, when you talk about um uh, All right, let's let's get the spoiler out of the way. Um for those <laughs> that don't know and if you don't know, it's like
0: seriously Spoilers for 1985. Yeah, yeah, you but okay. you,
1: you know what? I don't even I don't even try to guess what people will consider spoilers anymore. So. True. Uh, yeah. So this issue covers the death of the Flash,
0: mm-hmm.
1: of of uh, Barry, Barry Allen, Allen the, Flash. the Flash. Yeah, and um, and the reason that's significant is because really, for this age of superheroes, mm-hmm. he was the first.
0: Yes, he was right. the opening salvo of the Silver Age. Exactly, and, and that was a big deal. Absolutely,
1: and now, now because because again, to to place it in context, um, Frederick Wortham had come out with his whole uh, seduction of the innocent thing, uh-huh. and uh, comics had gotten kind of a hard time, and um, so su- most superhero comics kind of. Uh, a lot of them went away um you had a few that stuck around you know and and uh, but but and and they're all kind of the big names and you know continue to be um but you know the, co- the comic industry kind of moved in favor of romance and westerns and and that sort of thing and um and then a, a guy named Julius Schwartz <laughs> Decided um, that the man,
0: uh, the legend, Julie Schwartz. Ladies and can gentlemen.
1: we do things a little different way? So, um, you know, and and so he kind of ushered in the 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 first, uh, like you say, the opening salvo of the Silver Age. So in 1956. Um, so actually, hang on. Let's let's just back up here. Um, so of course you had the Flash before it was Jay Garrick. That's uh, who many of us grew up with as the Flash of Earth Two. Mm-hmm. The True. Gold, let's say, let's just say the Golden Age Flash for for the timing, um, and um, so he was very popular in the 1940s. He actually had two ish two comics. He had Flash Comics and All Flash Quarterly, which then became just All Flash Comics. Um, and of course, he was a charter member of the Justice Society, uh, whose adventures ran in All Star Comics. But then after the it was really after World War Two that um you know and and Seduction of the Innocent kind of worked in there as well. Um, but there was a decline in popularity of superheroes. And so in nineteen forty nine, Flash Comics was canceled. Mm-hmm. Um uh, with issue number one oh four. And um and so there was an evil version of the, the flash in there called The Rival, who actually Jeff Johns brought back in um
0: JSA, JSA wasn't it? Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: absolutely. And um, the Justice Society's final Golden Age story ran in 1951 uh, in All Star Comics 57, which then that's that title became All Star Western. Um, quite famously, Roy Thomas uh, had had just put in his sub- sent in his subscription for All Star Comics, and the first issue he got was All Star Western.
0: Starring Johnny Thunder. Yeah. But not the Thunder. Not the Johnny, Johnny Thunder, Thunder Although did you? they name didn't they name the, the horse Thunderbolt? I think so. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just Mean. mean. Um Mean. Switch
0: <laughs> Bait and Switch. Bait and Switch DC. Indeed. Um
1: anyway, so in nineteen fifty six, um, Julie Schwartz looked looked into reviving superheroes. Now Julie Schwartz was a guy who came in. Uh, he was actually formerly a literary agent for a lot of sci-fi books. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I think I think he worked with Asimov and, uh, you know. Yes. Kinda, yeah, kind of the top shelf he was, stuff.
0: He was well known in those circles for sure.
1: Exactly. And um, so he thought, hey, why don't we use these names of characters and create new versions of them? And so the first one was the Flash, mm-hmm. and so they actually tried this out in uh, in the in the uh, book showcase. So showcase issue number four was really is was and is considered to be the first comic of the Silver Age, mm-hmm. and that this new Flash that they created, um, and it was uh, I believe Robert Kaniger, uh, and uh, Carmen Infantino, Carmen Infantino who would go on to uh, to draw The Flash through much of his career. Um, Mm -hmm. um, So it was Barry Allen, police scientist, gained super speed when bathed by chemicals after a shelf of them was struck by lightning. He adopted the name The Flash after reading a comic book featuring the Golden Age Flash. Um, After several more appearances in Showcase, he was given his own title, The Flash. And the first issue of that was not issue one, it was actually issue number 105. Because at the time, they thought well people aren't going to try a new character if it's really low issues sure. so so we'll we'll put it at 105 so they think he's been around for a while mm-hmm. such a change in the in the thinking um you know not the case anymore nah. um so anyway so so that's that that just kind of gives you a bit a bit of a bit of perspective on on that and sort of where this came in so when we, in this issue when we are seeing the end of the flash it, you know, if, it, if there was ever a, a stronger point to be put on, the Silver Age is now over. This was it. And um, and just a month before this, as Supergirl breathed her last, the last issue of, um, of The Flash came out, which was issue number 350, which was the merciful end. Of, of, the the, trial of the trial of, of the flash,
0: the flash which, which went on forever. And
1: I'm looking up at my uh my showcase
0: uh issues here. It's the thickest one. It, it, it is, is the thickest one easy. It,
1: it beats out the uh, uh the the Spectre gives it a run for its money.
0: Mm. But yeah. I've um, got an amethyst one that's close to it, but I, I still think Flash is still thicker than that one. Yeah, so.
1: it's massive.
0: And uh and so so
1: that had finally ended, and um, Ended with Flash heading into the future. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so when you think about it, as far and 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 you know, also uh, the this Silver Age Flash again can, is is important because this is also where the multiple Earths was was. I won't say revealed, but but
0: created. Well, no, yeah, it, it was, was no, it, it was created. created, yeah, yeah, by it, Gardner Fox in a flash of. Uh, two worlds, wasn't it? Yeah, yep yeah, Flash number one
1: twenty-three, mm-hmm. and um, and so it was the first crossover in which a Golden Age character met a Silver Age character. And then mm-hmm. what they decided was that well, we've already had him reading a comic book about about Jay Garrick. Mm-hmm. So how do we explain this? And then the, so what they decided was hey, let's make it that they live on uh, in alternate dimensions. On, on a- and the writer merits. when
0: sleeping would view Jay Garrick's adventures exactly. and they then would, write them. They would
1: kind yeah, they would basically kind of slip through the dimensional transom into people's dreams. Mm-hmm. And, um, which
0: that was kind of a cool
1: it idea. It was a neat idea. Well, it, cause remember, you know, let's also remember like in, in, justice league, we also had, uh, earth prime, uh, which was of course our, earth. where we live. And, um, and so you would have them, uh, cross over to earth prime and they, and you'd have like Carrie Bates and, uh, Len Ween and, and, uh, and they Elliot
0: was, S. Magan. and yeah, Ju- exactly. even Julie Schwartz. Hanging Schwartz out.
1: Exactly. So. So, yeah, this this is, you know, not to put too fine a point on it, this issue is significant. Um, yes. You know, uh, this this was a real sort of turning of the card. And um, and we are just, o- you know, we're just over halfway through the series and. Um, and, you know, and and this is this is a, a you know two we're, we're thirds of the way through the series and this is the one that really says you know i mean the supergirl one again a significant death and uh but this one really kind of uh on a meta level also says yes we are we are um moving mm-hmm. on we are moving on here so uh so i just want to kind of put that in in there to to give to give us a bit of the perspective on this on the uh story um yeah so, so there we go. We should let's let's get into the issue then, and uh, why don't you uh, start us off here?
0: All right. Well, we are in. Remember what happened last time? The heroes went to the antimatter universe and beat the crap out of the anti-monitor, at a great cost because Supergirl lost her life in that battle. And now we pick the story back up in the antimatter universe, where we see a golden light streaking and it is the little ship that flew off from that um, stone fortress in issue seven and psycho pirate is babbling saying he'll kill me flash. I know he will. He kept me alive only as long as I can manipulate the emotions of the ones he wanted me to control. And I failed him when he needed me the most. My God, here I am the master of emotions. Not only am I scared out of my wits, I can't do anything about it. And psycho pirates looking what appears to be into nothing but anti- matter while flash is still in his gelatin prison um holding yes. him in stasis for some reason I don't, i'm not sure exactly what that's supposed to be doing to him but uh, it apparently is draining him and it, apparently psycho yeah. pirates supposed to be going back and making him it makes you know, me ink- think
1: of my favorite um, was it my favorite uh issue of um one of my favorite issues of of new teen titans when uh, they attack the brotherhood of evil and Mm. And um, and Speedy uses a freezing arrow on Plasmus, and mm. so he's like, "Oh look, Plasmus on a stick!" Mm, no, I'll try Chipwich. <laughs> yeah, and, thank uh, you. <laughs> so yes, the jello, the Jello mold here is kind of a. Uh,
0: <coughs> I don't think they make Chipwich anymore, do they? Oh, that they was mean? the stuff back then, wasn't it?
1: Oh hell yeah!
0: Anyway. anyway. um... And Psychopirate's going on, and Flash appears to be unconscious. I personally like to think of as Flash is playing possum right here, mm-hmm. um, waiting for his molecules to to catch up with him so he can break out of this thing. And Psychopirate's babbling on. My only prayer, Flash, is that he died in the explosion that also killed Supergirl. I can allow myself to hope, can't I? Heck, if I can't, who can? Right, Speedster. Trouble is, I'm feeling doubt, I'm worried, afraid, definitely feeling deep anxiety. All those emotions, and I can't control any of them. What a lousy trip, eh? Yeah, he'll kill me, Flashy. Kill me good. Want to join me against him? And uh, then we see, that would not save you, Psycho Pirate. And this um, energy form comes out of this other energy. I live, and it's very charcoaly, sketchy surroundings. And Psycho Pirate says, huh? You don't look the same. What gives? And now Psycho Pirate, uh, not Psycho Pirate, but Anti-Monitor has what we have come to know as the Anti-Monitor armor on. Yeah. Um, Supergirl destroyed my outer shell. She almost destroyed me. It took time to construct a new presence around me, but I am ready now. So you, you get the idea that now that he has taken the measure of the Kryptonian strength, he has now beefed up his defenses somewhat here. Uh, we will land on Quard. From there, we shall destroy the remaining Earths. Uh, we? You're not going to kill me? Thank you, thank you. I wish you happiness. No, pirate, you will not die. Not yet. Uh, together, these beings are formidable. I may still require your talents. Be pleased I have not the time to find or create another of your ilk. Wow. There mm-hmm. you go. And on the other dimensional world of Apocalypse, Great dark side, Look! It is the one we heard about—the one who destroyed all those universes. What can we do to stop him, Great One? And Desaad has uh, obviously been tracking the Anti-Monitor, and Apocalypse is aware of what's going on. Even though I think it's the first time we've seen Dark Side um, in any big moment here yeah. um, in the series, he's like, "Silence your sniveling, Desad. I've already taken certain precautions," and that's in quotes. That monitor indeed possesses the power to destroy even harsh apocalypse, but I have diverted all our energy to cloak our presence here. Let Earth's heroes battle the interloper to the death. Should they be victorious, the status quo will be maintained. Should the intruder win, he will certainly be weaker for the battle, and it shall be truly simple for me to see him destroyed. With patience shall come victory. Remember that lesson, Dasad. It has served me well throughout eternity. And then on the planet, Oa, in the universe containing Earth-1, because remember, Oa doesn't exist in any of the universes. Uh, Did you feel that shockwave? What happened? And we see the uh, Green Lantern Corps, those who survived the energy blast several issues Mm -hmm, ago. mm -hmm. Um, The universe shuddered, and the merging effect has been halted. Our Masters of the Guardians, you're alive. Uh, We were freed when the merging ended, but many of you, our Green Lantern Corps, have died. I don't understand any of this. Why weren't we called into fight? Says Katma Tui before yeah. she passes away uh, later? Yeah, um, after. We, also,
1: we also have Zax or Zax. Zax. Mm-hmm. Let's say Zax. Zax. And, of course, Chip.
0: Yeah, Ar- Arcus. Uh, no, it's just regular Chip, isn't it? Yeah. That's not Arcus Chumuk, um, who's a different character altogether. And that's Indeed. Arisia, who is there. Yeah, you had to know what was going on. I mean, you guardians know everything, don't you? Good question. And then, then we have Tomari, another uh, prominent member of the Corps, standing up. Arisia is right. We should have been summoned long ago. If this being is powerful enough to pr- imprison you, it will require the entire Lantern Corps to stop him. Well, yeah. And the Guardians are like, With us no longer in prison, your rings will now work. Indeed, we knew there was a disturbance, but not the extent. And then you see the guardians do something they don't usually do in front of the core. They're arguing. Yeah, but hey, we demand argue. Yeah, but we demanded an investigation. You refused us enough. This dis- this disagreement is not for public consumption. We voted on our course of action, and by two votes, uh, your followers defeated our proposal. You needed a majority, which you failed to achieve. I will not listen any longer. You must abide by the council's decision. Perhaps hey, not. that guardian Perhaps in the back.
1: Not that guardian in the back even looks like John McCain.
0: A little, a little. <laughs> no, sir. No, sir. I don't like it. Um, and so that's the beginning of the schism of the guardians, which will lead us to the controllers. Thank you very much. And uh, now we see our uh, title. Uh, DC Comics presents Crisis on Infinite Earths, number eight. Marv Wolfman, writer, editor; George Perez, uh, penciler; Jerry Ordway, embellisher, inker; <laughs> uh, John Costanza, letterer; and Anthony Tolan, colorist. And we—I well, we, I think
1: embellisher is—it really highlights the fact that he wasn't just just
0: the inker. I know. Yeah, there was a there, You know, there was. He was doing it. a little more work to help yeah. George out here.
1: Yeah, and and I mean you can see it in some of the faces, like you, totally you can. You you can. Re,
0: yeah. And um, we are at the 30th century on Earth-1 in the headquarters of the Legion of Superheroes. Kills, yay! yay! So a uh, real quick uh, roll call here, I guess. Hang yeah. on. Comixology just went a little funky on me here. There we go. Hold on. I'm getting used to their new panel at a time click-through. Mm-hmm. Um And the story is called A Flash of the Lightning. And we see Block, White Witch, Ultra Boy, Phantom Girl, Dawnstar, Wildfire, Lightning Lad, Saturn Girl, Shrinking Violet, Brainiac 5 is up in the chair. kind of blocked from view, but you can see um, his left hand there. Mm -hmm. Lightning Lass, so this is after um, the um, Legion of Superheroes versus Legion of Super-Villains War. Element Lad, Sun Boy, Monel, Shadow Lass, Colossal Boy, Ah, uh, Chameleon Boy, Starboy, and Dream Girl kind of in the foreground there, and Prody too, I would assume. Yeah, in,
1: in fact, um, uh, they were already doing uh, at this point. They were already doing the um, uh, the uh, heroes versus villains issues of Legion in Tales of the Legion.
0: Ah, so yeah, because I believe in the next issue we see the new Legionnaires, That's the new correct. members that were uh, put in. So, um, and Block. Um, and White Witch are talking. It appears the merging of the Ursa stopped, if only for the moment, but at what cost block? Supergirl died to save the five universes, and let's remember, Supergirl is a Legionnaire, so the Legion is obviously very much involved in what's going on here. Absolutely. And Brainy says, but they still overlap in places, and where they do, the time differential is maintained. I've got to find a way to repair that damage. And Elmalad says, Brainiac5, please, there's no reason to drive yourself like this. We know what Kara meant to you, but And Brainy says, shut up, Element Lad. You don't know anything. Until the universes are set right, none of us is safe. And Saturn Girl, Lightning Lad, and Violet are talking. And Saturn Girl's like, his mind's in turmoil over Kara's death. He's refusing to acknowledge it. We've got to help him or he'll break. And we all know that's happened before. Yes. Lightning Lad says, believe me, Saturn Girl, I want to help him. And Violet's like, we all do, Lightning Lad. We all do. And uh, Earth-1 in the 20th century, he's got to be around here somewhere pittsburgh isn't that large and now that everything's almost back to normal i should be able to aha just like playing pin the tail on the donkey with my eyes open and there's my favorite jackass now says firehawk hunting firestorm kids Mm -hmm. um and this is um isn't her name uh lorraine yeah lorraine riley lorraine riley um i got her confused in my head with danette riley firebrand exactly so it's easy to get those lines crossed here and Firehawk says, hi, Lever, how's it going? And Firestorm's like, Firehawk, man, are you a, a sight for incredibly sore eyes? I was just sitting here starting to feel sorry for myself all over again. Um, why? You and Killer Frost are no longer an item? Oh. Wow. <laughs> womp womp. Um, hey, come on, I had nothing to do with that. Psycho Pirate play with her mind. Can I help it if I'm irresistible? <laughs> and Firehawk's like, well, I wasn't sure what was going on, but... Hold on, Gorgeous. I'm getting a message from the Vixen, Mari McCabe. Yes, yes. indeed. You heard me right, Storm. I got T.O. Morrow right here, the man who originally designed uh, Red Tornado's body. He's going to help in the repairs because, remember, they found Red Tornado in the end of a weather conflagration several issues back. I don't know if it was last one or the one before that. but It was was, uh, issue five. Five. Okay, so we're picking that thread up again now. Um, the man who originally designed Red Tornado's body, he's going to help in the repairs, but we want you there too, just in case. Firehawk? Sure, if you vouch for her. Listen, I'm pretty far from the local JLA satellite teleport station. Mind picking us up and taking us there? Uh, Moro, guess what? You're in for the ride of your life, and they are in currently Wyoming. So yeah, I don't recall the league ever heading to Wyoming at any <laughs> particular point. Um, now, what's what's amusing about this is, um and we'll get to it in just a minute is that the justice league satellite gets destroyed more than one time Mm -hmm. um and this says uh months ago the justice league satellite was nearly destroyed true uh but now with the jla working out of detroit has been pretty much abandoned however there is much machinery still on board and is that machinery which is needed now and that explains why everyone's there um and they're taking morrow into the meta unit where martian manhunter and is awaiting along with cyborg and the atom yes is in his uh more delayed outfit yeah sort of the atom time and was like um he's not really alive you know he's an android and uh cyborg's like yeah, my name's cyborg and i got more than i passing knowledge of things like this only this guy's far out of my league only hope the atom can dig up something you know, we get a sidebar uh, with the Martian Manhunter and Firehawk. Uh, him saying, Firehawk, your flame may prove a problem. All right, Firestorm told me about your vulnerability to fire. But don't worry when I want to. My, f- my fire is more bark than bite. Still, I prefer some distance between us. <laughs> <laughs> and you can't blame him for that. So, and uh, Tio Moro says something really stupid here. You said something about an atom? Really? I think Tio Moro knows who the atom is. Yes. No, the Adam he used to be at the JLA before he took off, which is why they asked him to come back for this. He's inside the Red Tornado's body there. And uh, Adam's like, yeah, and thanks, Superman, for lending us his reducing ray. When I tossed away my size reducing belt, I didn't think I'd ever get to get this small again. And that happened in the Adam special number two. Which uh-huh. is
1: also in the um, uh, the sort of the Adam trade paperback.
0: Well, there you go. So that's easy which to find, is,
1: which really you should. <laughs> Lots you, of Gil Kane followed by yeah followed up with Pat Broderick
0: indeed mm-hmm. um and Adam's like see anything uh Cyborg's like see anything strange in there Adam everything's strange Cyborg and this is beyond my science too Ray Palmer was good but not this good and Tio Morris when I build him I build them right <laughs> really.
1: And doing his best Howard Stark impression
0: there. Pretty much. Very (laughs) Starky. It's like, Adam, go for vision scan. We want to see what you're looking at. Vision scan on. Hope Morrow has better luck with this than I did. And Morrow freaks out. No, that's not the insides I constructed. The red tornado has been changed. I I don't understand any of this. And Firestorm and his alter ego, um, Professor Stein, are talking. That structure is unearthly. It's impossible to save him now. Know what I like about you, Professor Stein? You always bring me such good news. <laughs> Meanwhile, in Los Angeles, John Stewart, Green Lantern John Stewart, is buzzing around looking for someone who might know something about machinery, and he comes across everyone's favorite Blue Devil, uh, Daniel Cassidy. is finally getting some play in this uh, story. He's like, "Well, if I ask the JLA to do me a favor, I might as well help them out." There's Blue Devil, and he's like, "Green Lantern, meet Blue Devil. <laughs> Blue Devil, Green Lantern." Um, Get your pants on, Devil, and we'll talk on the way. There's a crisis brewing. We need all the help we can get. By the way, we should note that the sky is pink in this thing. Yes, yes. I thought the crisis was over. L.A. is smoggy as usual, and almost everything's all right with the world, right? Hey, I'm only playing messenger here. Come on. Okay, guys, why me? I'm not exactly your big brain scientist type. You constructed your bio suit, Devil, so you're familiar with these things. Besides, we're desperate. Great. Those are his insides? Pretty sight, No. And it's like, I'm going to remove the head. And, and Blue Devil spots something. Doc, something's happening to his insides. Gizmos are glowing. No matter. This will be over soon enough. No, stop. Don't do it. The atom comes out of there going, what are you guys doing? Everything suddenly went crazy in there. And then we get a kaboom without a kaboom. Yay. So we're going to take a drink anyway. Indeed. Yay. Mm-hmm. And so the fire erupts, taking over um, most of the satellite. Um, they managed to get most of uh, everyone out of the way. Um, Cyborg, Moro, Blue Devil, all head for the hallway. Uh, looks like Dixon um, rolls with the, with the explosion as well. Um, Firestorm is over. Uh, Martian Manhunter asking Firehawk to help him, and this is kind of this is kind of a sentimental panel for me because my first uh, comic book was JLA 200, in which mm-hmm. Firestorm and the Martian Manhunter fight. So this kind of brought a lot back to center for me here. Um, Manhunter's hurt. Firehawk, help me. Firehawk. And uh, she's like, I'll be right there, Firestorm. I have a small problem. The explosion burned away my suit. <laughs> 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 Whoopsie. Um, I know you wouldn't care, but a girl does have to be, look presentable. And so Firehawk is one of the characters who along the way gets a new costume. And sure enough, it's it's a costume. I actually liked this uh-huh. version of her costume. Um it's kind of got flames. Um, it looks more like she's got kind of Thanagarian wings underneath her uh, arms. Yeah. And she's got kind of a blue fire around her, arm, uh, around her arms and her uh, feet where her gloves and boots would end. And blue hair as opposed to the red hair. I, I like this look for her. Mm-hmm. I, I got to say it's much better than the purple suit <laughs> for her. And Firestorm's busy constructing water um, to cool off Martian Manhunter. And then he's putting up barriers to try to get everything out of the way. And then Martian Manhunter gets hit again by another explosion. It looks like he might be one of those characters you're like, oh, no, what happened to Martian Manhunter? Because he was pretty big at this time in JLA Detroit. That's right, yeah. So it's not like he's a minor character at this point in, in DC. And so uh, Blue Devil spots Tio Moro, who's running for it. God knows where he's running. He's just trying to get away from the explosions. And Blue Devil... Um, Runs behind him, but um, you see a little glowing pop there, and Blue Double rounds the corner, and Morrow is gone, and another space warp opens, and Blue Double gets sucked into it. Yes. Oh no! And so uh, John Stewart shows up um, near where Cyborg and Vixen are, um, which that's kind of interesting. All a lot of the African American characters in DC right yes. here, folks. Yes. I think we're missing Bumblebee mal duncan and Tyrock and invisible kid too but you know mm-hmm. hey we'll we'll take what we got an amazing man but you know hey, this is kind of cool um anyone see blue devil he's gone uh perhaps he teleported back to earth i didn't know he could teleport but i guess he can maybe um well we got to get out of here that's what and no problem there storm my ring says the devil's not here so let's just pray he's made it out safe and sound no worry about teo moro at all you yeah. <laughs> so, know yeah, blue devil okay he's not yeah. here let's, yeah. let's yeah. Let's ditch the place. There's no. T- there's,
1: they're like there's no ongoing To Morrow series. So no,
0: no, there's not. So uh, on the other side of the universe, in Vegan Star System, which those of you who are Teen Titans fans would know that to be the home of uh, Princess Coriandra, Starfire of the Titans, but it's also home to a group of heroes known as the Omega Men. Mm-hmm. And yeah.
1: It, yeah, and here's a few of them, and we have um, from the top to the bottom. Um, Rynok,
0: Schlagen, Doc, and Zerol. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Rynok's a, a warlord of Okara, I believe. Right? Yes, that's correct. Yeah. And I don't know what Schlagen, Schlagen is. the is the coward. <laughs> you get <laughs> that Schlagen. pretty clear. You get that pretty clear in this bit. Um, Doc is apparently their medical guy, their healer. And, um,. The lady there is Tameranian, obviously. Yeah. Once you look at her hair and her eyes. So she's from Starfire's world. And um the ship apparently um disintegrates. That can't be good. <laughs> That's not good. So apparently all these characters are okay breathing in space. I guess. Um and they're actually talking in space and we get we get to the the bottom of the page after the ship disintegrates and doc is asking blue devil is this your doing outworlder were you sent here to destroy us (laughs) and uh blue devil's like pal i don't even know what who you whatever you call yourselves are how do i get into these fixes and more important how do i how in places do i get out see blue devil 18 for the answer says marv
1: yeah so let's just take a quick peek here um um i'm just trying to find the uh the previous issue was, of course, a um, the uh, issue 17 of, of Blue Devil was a crisis tie in, yeah. Um, and of course, this uh, year he was also going to have uh, in that, that very month, the Blue Devil Summer Fun Special number one.
0: Ooh. I love a summer um, special, I and at do the time, indeed.
1: time, let's see, Omega Men was being written by Todd Klein, Letterer Todd Klein was the, was the writer. Ah, okay. Um, Dan Spiegel was the artist, and of course they were—they were having really beautiful covers by uh, Sean McManus. Uh-huh. But now I'm just trying to find. Well, this oh, here is here we also... go. Blue Devil 18 detoured en route to crisis. Uh, the Blue Devil finds himself deep in vegan space, and Dan Cassidy meets the Blue Devil. Oh, Interesting.
0: But and this was also the point where
1: it says here last parallel world story ever. <laughs>
0: parallel. Mm. Interesting. Mm. But this, this was also the point where crisis everyone started realizing what a moneymaker crisis was. Yeah. And so they wanted their books to tie into it. So some of the stories kind of go off the rail a little bit in favor of promoting some of the crisis crossovers. Oh, definitely. Yeah. So, you know, we, we get a lot of these little one, two page off things. So, um, which is why, you know, a subplot like red Tornado's body took to, Three issues to get back to. Yeah, so, and I don't know that they ever really resolved it. No, no, they didn't. They really <laughs> didn't. It blew up again. Yeah. And the satellite has blown up again. But the satellite crashes Um, in an annual, in Justice League annual three or four, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I think
1: so. Somewhere and, around But there.
0: then it blows up another time. Hmm and they're both in orbit and then they crash it's it was bad timing we'll just leave it at that it's like two two writing teams didn't talk to each other to find out oh you're getting rid of the jla satellite Hmm." yeah and that could easily happen at a big house like dc so especially since you would think eh we're just gonna get rid of it so back in quard the end-time matter universe stretches for on for more than 32 zillion light years z there are 53 million worlds, more than two million containing sentient life. And at the galactic center of the antimatter universe is the world of Quad, a world born of darkness and evil. Uh, surveying this world, which he helped reshape, is the Monitor. His cold, cruel eyes dispassionately following the building of his antimatter cannon. Yeah, let's let's be clear: it's the anti-Monitor, not the Monitor. Yes. So, um, the the uh, his warriors, his Thunderers, oversee. Um, Each step of the process completion will not take much longer. Once completed, he will use the antimatter cannon to obliterate the five remaining positive matter universes. And so, this reminds me, not to get too Eastery, of a a scene from Ten Commandments in a way. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's clear that Antimatter is the Pharaoh, the Thunderers are the Egyptians, and well, the slaves are, you know, the slaves. But, uh,
1: but what's interesting here is, is, is you'll notice like in in his whole thing before, the, the Anti-Monitor kept talking about how he was going to stand triumphant at the dawn of time, and uh, now he's just, I'm just going to destroy the remaining Earths. And, um, and so he's kind of moved off the whole time thing. So I think the, the mission statement kind of adjusted as they were going on.
0: Probably. So we see, we see what happens when a slave cannot continue to do their work. They get thundered. Um, which means killed, and then that leaves the other slave to do double the work. Um, <laughs> and, you know, um, Psycho Pirate is feeling his emotion powers returning. He just needed some time to recharge the old batteries, because remember last time he used his powers, he was controlling three worlds at a time. That was a little bit of a strain. So he comes up to the Thunderer asking if Speed Boy caused any problems. And the Thunderer says that constraining gel has prevented that dolt from moving a muscle Psychopire. And I guess we should say that the Thunderers of Quart have been around for a long time. Uh, yeah. They are uh, Green Lantern villains, typically.
1: Definitely, yeah.
0: So, um, Scared, Speedster? If you aren't, you soon will be. I can make you so scared or terrified or so despondent you'll want to kill yourself. In fact, Flashy, I'd like to see you whimper a bit right now. Look me in the eye so I can turn you into a fearful crybaby. And Barry Allen slowly opens his eyes and says, Psycho Pirate, eat Jello." And he spins really fast around. And suddenly he is out of the constraining gel. says, maybe your powers return, but so have mine. I've been slowly increasing my inner vibrations until I could simply slip through your gelatin jail. As for you, turkey, your thundering days are over. And in a couple of seconds, Flash is taking care of everybody. And uh, Psycho Pirate says, Don't assume you've escaped me yet, Speedster. Look at me. See the fear in my eyes and let it creep into your soul. And emotions slam into the Crimson Comet with the speed of thought. The Flash feels himself stiffen, but the Scarlet Speedster fights back, resisting his pace quickens, but the pain increases. Resist, resist, resist. No, no more. For weeks now, I've done. you've done everything to humiliate me. Never again. And he, uh, Psycho Pirate gets the Haymaker everything to destroy me you made me feel things remember loves and hates that nearly ripped me apart you want hate psychopirate? i'll show you what hate is all about i was once convicted of a murder i didn't commit well there's a spoiler for the trials of the flash kids don't indeed feel free to skip those 25 well, issues well, oh, or no, no 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 that
1: came out the week before so oh, okay the month before it, it was all over so oh i know but i meant now
0: uh, well i meant now <laughs> <laughs> no you must read it now <laughs> No, no, you, you don't have to really, <laughs> Must. um, what difference would it make if I committed one now, Barry Allen says in a rage and he's got, he's given psychopath the, the thousand fists of pain there. And I don't mean that in a sexual way. Um, <laughs> Yeah, Psycho Pirate's looking a little beat up and ragged here. It's like, no, no, please don't. I am too scared to die. I'll do anything you want me to, as I thought a fearful coward at heart. You'll do anything I want, Pirate? Then listen well. Have I got plans for you. I've got nothing to lose, but you, my friend, can lose everything. Pirate, you're going to love this one. Meanwhile, uh, the Thunderers are still thundering and threatening the slaves. And uh, Flash zooms by real quick with Psycho Pirate. Look at the birdie, bird brain. Fear, hate, loathing, murder. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: i i can't stop the way i'm suddenly feeling i i look at the monitor and i feel hate for him something is wrong i sense a disturbance in the force no just a disturbance not the force that, that's trademarked yes, um, yes. and uh <laughs> the thunderer says you created us monitor you gave us some of your own power let that power destroy you now death to the monitor and he th- sends one of his thunderbolts to the monitor and it strikes him in the in the chest there's like, what madness has taken root here? No matter. Oh, I would destroy a, one Thunderer or a world filled with them if need be, and that Thunderer is reduced to ashes. Something's going on. Why did the Monitor kill Thoan? Uh, fear, hate, loathing. <laughs> apparently, Flash is carting the Psycho Pirate around um, in order to recruit all of the Thunderers to get them to strike the Anti-Monitor. Fear, hate, loathing is apparently the favorite phrase. Um and Psycho Pirate's begging for mercy. No, don't let me do this. Oh, don't we have enough converts yet? No, no, no. Soon, Pirate, we're almost done, yada, yada. Meanwhile, he's got like hundreds of them going death to the monitor, death to the monitor, death to the monitor. It's really kind of weird. And uh, Flash stops and says to Psycho Pirate, you're certain this is his antimatter matter cannon? I need water. Uh, yeah, yeah, I told <laughs> you it was, Flash. Uh, now you gotta save me. You don't know the anti monitor, he'll be so angry. <laughs> and psychopirate, all I gotta say is tough. And Barry Allen lays him out and he runs into where the, the cannon is. Um, you're willing to join the anti monitor, despite the fact that you, you knew he had already destroyed thousands of universes and was intending to destroy ours as well. You deserve whatever happens to you. Besides, if I can take apart this cannon, I might still be able to save the universe. And we open into um This room that appears to be nothing but machinery and a big, swirling, um, pinkish, red, white globe. And uh, Barry Allen, being the good Midwestern boy he is, says, good gosh. (laughs) Yep, yep. Um, The monitor was bragging about his weapon, but now I know why. He's drawn together concentrated antimatter as the cannon's power source. I can feel it weakening me, draining my energies. I I haven't got long before I'm powerless to stop it. And uh, in a scene that is really quick foreshadowing, um, Barry Allen is shown in nothing but black while looking at the globe here saying trouble is (laughs) I know what's going to happen to me if I'm successful, but I have no choice more than my life is at stake. And he starts running because that's what flashes do. They run. Everything that's ever mattered to me, everything that's ever been important, the lives of everyone on Earth and throughout our universe in the present and in the future. That's what I'm fighting for now.
1: Now, of course, keep in mind he refers to the universe because, remember, he's been imprisoned all this time. He doesn't know what's happening out there. Exactly. And he doesn't know that he is, you know, he's sort of on one mission um, and uh, isn't aware of, of sort of what else has been going on out there in the world. Yeah, he may not even know about Supergirl's death, really. Well, no, he wouldn't. Um, I, yeah, there's no reason for him to. You know, he doesn't know about anything that's been going on. He doesn't know about the whole thing with the, you know, the uh, uh, the uh, Infinite Earths uh, dying uh-huh. off.
0: Yeah, you know, and that's, that's pretty sad that the heroes in their quest to find the Anti-Monitor in the last issue weren't able to find Barry Allen and rescue him. Mm-hmm. But they didn't know he was there that's right that's right there you go um let's see uh in the present and in the future that's what i'm fighting for now he's slowing down his legs are becoming stiff and leaden but he can't give in to the pain has to keep running faster than he's ever run before running against the flow of the antimatter forcing its energies back into the machine uh funny how your mind wanders when when you're so close to death you can smell it coming mom and dad you can't hear me but i love you so much Iris, apart for so long, together for so short a time. Remember me, Iris. Remember how much I cared.
1: Yeah. yeah, so let's just just to fill in again. Fill in the gaps, please. Yeah, fill in the gaps. <laughs> um, Iris was, of course, the uh, – well, originally when the Flash series started, she was kind of the, the, the bitchy reporter. She and, was the uh, lowest. Yeah, yeah, she was the lowest. And um, um, he eventually married her. And she soon actually on their wedding night, she discovered that he was the Flash sort of in a very Pete Ross-esque fashion. Uh And uh, because he Barry talked in his sleep. And um, and so, you know, and then eventually he found out that she knew. Um, So it was awesome. She was always there to sort of help him, um, um, you know, take off to become the Flash, et cetera, et cetera. Well, then she got killed. Oops. And um, like you do, yeah. And so this happened in sort of like the, t- I want to say in the two in the uh, like the two fifties or somewhere around there, because um, she was gone a long time. And she was gone, and gone yeah. And, and, it's and so it would have been somewhere around nineteen seventy nine or something like that, or that they that they killed her off. And um, and so um, Barry moved on you know and uh, and so during the time that he was you know in adventure comics they had uh they had some stories going on there as well and that, that sort of showed his whole moving on with his life you know he sold the house bought the got an apartment cuz he didn't need such a big place and uh, mm-hmm. um and so it, it led to a real sort of changing of the guard as far as the supporting cast in his series went and eventually he met this neighbor and uh, and so in the next uh, panel, you know, he's just talked about uh, about Iris, um, and so so. Remember that Iris has been dead for for ages. Uh, yep. He meets this this woman Fiona, who's who uh-huh. lives in in his building, uh, Fiona Webb, and he very nearly married her. Um, however, um, funny thing happened on the way to the altar. <laughs> um it turns out that that after a, after a while after sort of many red herrings uh Flash finally discovered that it was Professor Zoom uh that had uh killed killed him, Iris, Iris. Mm-hmm. and he did the old uh, vibrate the hands into the brain scramble the brain thing and um so essentially what happened was hey um, you know Barry's getting married and so he decided he's uh, he's going to kill Flash's wife again, again. So Barry goes chasing after him and grabs a hold of him, pulls him back, and accidentally uh, snaps his neck. Oops, like you do, like you do. And um, so, so that that's basically what. So that was the crime for which he was tried. And uh, uh, poor Fiona Webb eventually went. She went kind of nuts after the, after the whole experience. Mm -hmm. and so in that in the aforementioned trial of the flash there's the whole thing where he finally says goodbye to her as she's in the loony bin um and which is really just sad it really it really really yeah and um so eventually at the end of the the trial of the flash they discover that um um iris wasn't really dead turns out she was actually from the future Mm-hmm. And um, it, it in in a in a way that kind of makes everything else a little bit confusing as far as uh, as Wally's uh, relationship to her. But anyway, um, true
0: because Wally is
1: her nephew. Exactly, exactly. So, um, and so it turns out that they were actually well. I mean, I guess they were her adoptive parents, and uh, her real parents lived in the 30th century. And um, and when they when she died they knew that they you know it was it was a matter of public record it was a matter of history uh-huh. so they stepped in and stole and basically took her her brain waves and took her soul and uh, and brought her brought her abruptly to the future as she but just before she died uh-huh and uh got her a new body presumably and all that stuff like you do yeah like you do and <laughs> You know, just saying it out loud sounds silly. Sounds
0: silly. And, um, it's and, a comic book, kids. Come on.
1: But at any rate, that meant that uh, that, f- that at the end of the trial of the Flash, uh, basically, she uh, took him to the future to live w- with her. And he did for a very short time until all this happened. Mm-hmm. Um, although long enough uh, to, um, you know, uh, sire the uh, Tornado Twins. So indeed. Yeah. And give us excess. That's right. Yes, that's right. Yes. So you know. Yeah. Um, fastest so,
0: man alive for a reason. Hell yeah. A's.
1: So um, <laughs> Fiona, um, well, well, technically, well, I guess excess is kind of related along the lines, but she's more on the Thon side. She is. Yeah, which, you know. Hmm. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Uh, see, and that was a lot of the stuff that did get kind of retconned. Uh, that, that, that was a retcon in, its, in and of itself that, that yeah. then got retconned out, but you know,
0: it's a shame. It's um, a, a re retcon.
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, he mentions Wally, of course. That's Wally West, who was Kid Flash at the time and who would eventually take his uncle's uh, mantle and become uh, the Flash himself for a good many years. Yes. Uh, Dexter is Dexter Miles. He was the curator of the Flash Museum. Ah, Okay. And um,
0: that was the only name on this list I did not know. Yeah, yeah.
1: So that's that's who that is. And of course, Ralph is Ralph Dibney, the world famous elongated man who Mm -hmm. was one of Flash's closest friends. Indeed. Uh, Sue is his wife. Sue Sue, Dibney.
0: Susan Dearborn Dibney. Ah,
1: Nice, nice and uh, of course hal is uh, green lantern hal jordan uh, or former at this point former green
0: lantern hal but jordan. he gets a name check in the series so hey points for that there you go yeah finally <laughs> he doesn't appear but he gets a name check yeah um so that, those are the names
1: that yeah that he goes over uh, uh, as things are um
0: taking a turn for the worse yeah because he's he's going he's running and running running It hurts so much. Forgive me for leaving you like I did. Understand why. Please understand why. Meanwhile, outside the uh, antimatter cannon, uh, the anti-monitor is getting pummeled with um, thunders. Apparently he can't take them all off at one time. And he's um, yelling, you fools, don't you feel the disturbance? The antimatter cannon has been tampered with. It is the flash. He He has destroyed the outer casing. Energy is escaping. All the power gone. He will die for this and uh he's looking really angry here mm-hmm. and flash is like have to keep running no matter how much it hurts time feel the time stream all around me the monitor's opening some temporal portal have to uh keep running barry got to keep running uh and he sees wally and uh we see kid flash in a brief scene and kid flash says felt i had to join you guys or flash and a flash uh Barry Allen says, just to keep things straight here, my God, moving so fast, I'm going back through time, and we see another uh, window open, and it's the Joker pointing his gun at him. Mm-hmm. No no fair, Speedster, your town's central city. Tell him, Batman, he has no jurisdiction here, and that was the scene in Crisis 2, wasn't it? Yes. Where uh, we saw the Flash appear um, to Joker and Batman, and uh, Flash says, Joker? And Batman's thinking the Flash, but But he disappeared. Yeah, Yeah. and so Flash starts screaming, "Help! Someone! Anyone! Please!" Um, There is hope. There's always hope. Time to save the world. Time back in time. Do what you have to. You must save the world. We must save the world. And he says this as his body basically disintegrates um, into nothingness. But the cannon has been destroyed, and the Anti Monitor is not pleased about this at all. Um, Everything gone because of that accursed human. And uh, we see um, Barry Allen's costume and his flash ring, Mm -hmm. which he kept his uh, uniform in all the time. And uh, the narration here says he is gone now, this flash, Barry Allen. Gone saving more than one universe from more than certain doom. He has died fighting for what he believed in, and thus he died without regret. Though his death is unknown to all but one, the anti-monitor, Uh, He will be mourned. Trust us, he will be mourned. And the Anti-Monitor rages. A thousand universes and more have died because of me. Yet those humans have thwarted my plans, and more than once, they will suffer for what they have done. Oh, how they will suffer. They will be suffering. Mm-hmm. my universe will provide the power I need I will absorb the antimatter energy of more than one million worlds they will instantly perish all the lives contained therein shall die let them know that they die serving the greater good let them know that they die so that time itself can be changed let them know they die so that I the monitor will be victorious so basically the, the anti-Monitor just killed everyone in the antimatter universe yeah. and is absorbing that power Wow! Yeah, take that, Galactus.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he eating one world at a time. Come e- on, eating one world at Come a time. Come on, no, son. It's a,
0: this is a buffet. All right, all you can eat, baby. All so, you can eat.
1: So let's, the, you know, let's not the, lose the significance here. The fact is that uh, um, the Flash in those five little panels, um, one for each of the universes that he saved. Yeah, entire universes that he saved from from destruction. Uh-huh. And um, so, yeah, the, the, you know, again, that's how it's done. hmm.
0: Uh-huh. Wow, well, uh, Barry Allen, true hero. Fine. No hero question. And with the death of Barry Allen really comes the end of the old Justice League. Yeah. In, in a way, because I know the Justice League had been disbanded at this point, but this is the first time that you knew they couldn't all get the band back together now. Right. Exactly. No matter what they did, the JLA would be different. So, sad yet true. Back on Earth-1, we get to one of the more interesting headquarters ever invented, the Challengers Mountain, home to the Challengers of the Unknown. And uh, we see the Professor Rocky Ace, um, June, and who? The Professor Haley. Yeah, Professor Haley, yeah. Yeah. Sorry,
1: sorry, let me... um to make sure we got the ball. Yeah. So left to right, it's Prof Haley, Red Red Ryan, June Robbins,
0: Rocky Davis, and Ace Morgan. And Ace Morgan. Um, and they're looking at some kind of blip on the satellite that's messing up, and there's some background noise, but no one knows what's going on. And, of course, uh, Red's got to give the Challengers line. The Challengers may all be living on borrowed time, having cheated death time and time again, but we usually knew what we were fighting, but nobody knows this time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: And um all their ears are getting um, pounded by some kind of sonic thing. and uh, but the answer lies not here on Earth or not even in this universe. And the last page um, is quite an interesting cliffhanger for the rest of yes. uh, the series. Uh, he senses the universal disruption around him. He senses time flowing through a river of chaos. He senses a move to change all reality, and so, in frustrated anger and futile protest, he screams, And it, for it is the scream of one who stands helpless as the weakest insect, yet whose power is almost as great as the gods themselves. He is the Spectre, and he is um, superimposed upon the image of the five Earths that are still slowly merging together. And what he fears may destroy us all. And you see a quick epitaph to The Flash, 1956 to 1985. We have 29 years. Oh, right. what should the spirit of mortal be proud? Like a fast-flittering meteor, a fast-flying cloud, a flash of the lightning, a break of the wave, he passes from life to his rest in the grave. William Knox, 1824. And next issue, when we come back to Crisis on Infinite Earths. Uh, yeah at last the villain war i would say strap in for that one because there's going to be a lot going on in that issue oh yes yes this was definitely. this was really light on characters it it was
1: it was because they had so much to deal with um you know they'd been seeding that whole flash story for for ages mm-hmm. and um you know and that that needed to to uh to kind of be dealt with first so you know again um He um, would so Barry would remain dead for over 20 years after that story was uh, was published. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, So he wouldn't come back for another 22 years. Um, So a couple of things here. So, again, we talked about the the whole thing of it being the sort of the turnover of the um, of the Silver Age. Uh Um, There was a there was kind of a neat story that um, Mark Wade did in Secret Origins. Uh, among many neat stories that Mark Wade
0: did in Secret Origin. Oh, true, true, true.
1: Um, Where it was the origin of The Flash. I believe it was in one of the annuals, and it was the mystery of the living Thunderbolt. And in it, he kind of went through um, The Flash's whole life story, although in uh, not quite the same depth he would later do in his book, The Life Story of The Flash. Mm -hmm. Um, But... uh, he did sort of go through that entire life, and what he did, and th- this I always thought was really neat, is of course he's got him running th- running around this cannon, this antimatter cannon, and so what he did is he actually, um, you know, he, we we kind of see it as he crumbled to dust. Wade saw it as he turned into energy. He mm-hmm. turned into that that
0: pure. Um, um, well, the, the carbon stayed behind, but the energy went somewhere. Yeah,
1: exactly. And so, what what he what he posited was that there was this whole thing with uh, tachyons, and you know, uh, which are particles moving backwards in time, um, the, you know, theoretical particles moving backwards in time, and that that he became part of this, and uh, then went back and basically became the lightning bolt uh-huh. that hit the cabinet of
0: chemicals. To create the Flash. Yeah. Which was him. Exactly. Wibbly wobbly. Timey full, wimey. Full circle. Full, yeah, full circle. Full circle.
1: Yeah. And so that was a really neat, uh, kind of a neat thing. And again, on that meta level, it, 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 you know, it is that that sort of closing that loop on mm-hmm. uh, on the Silver Age. And uh, so that was a really neat story. Um, I love that story. Yeah, it was. It was. It was. A, it was a, I just thought that was a really interesting take on it. Uh-huh. and uh and, you know I should have um should have better prepared um and and taken a look at my uh my, the novelization of uh Crisis on Infinite Earths because of course a lot of it is told from the you know the, the way that that wolfman d- figured to to put it in book form was uh-huh. he he decided that he would make it um more more of it from the viewpoint of Barry Allen uh huh and well, that makes sense. Yeah. So Barry becomes the the sort of main na- narrative character, and um, and uh, and so that that kind of became his thing. Sorry, I wish I, I wish I had done that. But anyway, uh, but if is, so, if you want more of that, check out uh, Marv Wolfman's uh, novelization of Crisis on Infinite because it's it's very good
0: and um, it, i would agree with that it's very uh, good yeah and
1: it's neat because it's kind of a it, it's it's not like you're reading the same thing because honestly yeah. if i'm if i'm reading the same thing i may as well be reading the original true and um but it was a neat different perspective to take on it and um yeah so there we go so uh, indeed crisis 8 crisis 8 in the in the bed yeah i think we've uh, i think we've pretty much covered that out and uh so there we go mhm all right. So, so shall we wrap up? I, I guess so. Okay. So <laughs> comments as always are welcome to Legion of Substitute Podcasters at gmail.com. You can join in the conversation on our Facebook page, which can be found at Facebook. Legion of Substitute dot com. Uh, we are on the Twitter, we are LOSP podcast. And in addition to all these things, you can uh, head over to our website, Legion of Substitute dot com, and you can leave a comment on this. Or any episode. And with that, we make our way back into the time bubble. Because I'm not going to run around it anymore. (laughs) Are you sure? I'm sure. You end up flying out of your clothes or something. Um, And um, (laughs) going to, uh, to head back to the 21st century. Hopefully our Earth is still there when we get there. And we will see you
0: all next week. Wibbly wobbly. Timey wimey.